0: It is a new day, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. I am blessed to fellowship with you as we spend the next few moments hearing the word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. This is your moment to receive life and bring in the message of life as our friend and our teacher, Pastor Josh.
1: What is the series we are still talking about? How to hear the voice of God. Let me ask you this question. How much is this basketball? Okay, $80. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. For you, one basketball is $80. But for LeBron, one basketball is equivalent to about $140 million. Let me have your phone. How much is this phone? $750? Do you know that this is worth millions and millions and millions of dollars? Depending on the use you decide to put it into. Do you know there are people, basically all they have is their garage and a phone in hand. And they are making tons and tons of money. No, come on, somebody talk to me, come on. For me, as of today, if I'm to go to Siberia to stay for six months, which is not possible because my wife and children are here, but if I were to make that choice that you are going to Siberia, take only one item, I'm not going to take my Bible. You expect me to go without my big Bible, right? No, I will not go without big Bible. It's not needed. Because I have two Bibles inside my phone. And I have thousands and thousands and thousands of messages inside my phone. In fact, that small phone, as I carry it all over the place, is more powerful, more loaded than many Bible schools in the world. I have the curriculum of many top Bible schools in the world, in that small phone. So let me ask you again, how much is this phone? This phone is only what the value you decide to place on it. There are many people, they play all kinds of game on this phone. Is it card, some card, is it? Crush, is it crush? Okay, let's talk about it. Why do some people always invite you on Facebook to play some kind of game? They think you don't have a job. Do you know how much people are making from Facebook every time? Millions of dollars. So, what is the point? The point is, you only get from anything the value you place on it. Your children, your spouses, even your job. People look at that, their job that they are working, and they think it's just. That $15 an hour job, they don't see it as a learning experience. Where they get better, they get better after like two, three years. They have better skill sets and they can move on to bigger and better things. They don't see it that way. They do not see it that way. For them, it's just that $15 an hour job. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. Now, let me bring it home. Thank you. How much is the value of hearing from God? We are talking about how to hear the voice of God, right? What is the worth of hearing from God? Listen, listen. Do you know that one voice of God, one word from God that you hear can save you 50 years of pains? Do you know that one instruction that you can hear from God can save you from losing millions of dollars? Did you know that? So is it important for us to hear the voice of God? One instruction can save you pain. Don't get into that transaction. Don't do this. Don't do that. Genesis chapter 26 Isaac was going to go back to Egypt. And God said, don't go back to Egypt. Stay here. This land where you are, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to prosper you here. What if he has gone ahead? What would have happened? Father Abraham, one morning, God told him, offer your son to be as a sacrifice. Right? Okay. And he being a soldier that he was, he got up early in the morning, he took the boy without talking to his mom took his servant, embarked upon that journey to go and offer Isaac as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, at the point of offering him as a sacrifice, the Lord spoke again to him. Hello? Say yes, sir. No, say yes, sir. The Lord spoke again to Abraham, right? The question I want to ask you is this. What if Abraham did not hear God the second time that God spoke? Excuse me, sir. I can't hear you. What if Abraham did not hear the second time that God spoke? Say, ah! Don't kill him. I have made provision for myself. That is a goat. That is a ram. What if his ears were not open? His ears were not sharp? His ears were not in tune with the frequency of heaven? What if Abraham did not hear when God said, don't kill Isaac the second time? He would have killed Isaac. And he would have been responsible for the death of Isaac. Hallelujah. In other words, the manner of yesterday is not good enough for today. God may be telling you to start a project today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then tomorrow down the line, he wants a different dimension. God does not change his mind. All God wanted to do concerning Abraham was to test his heart. And every relationship must be tested. Every relationship must be proved. I must see the sincerity of your heart. I must see where your heart is, even as a leader. The worst thing that can happen to you as a leader, as a head of family, is to be blind to the people that are around you. You must test the heart of men. You must know where the heart of men is. You should be able to do those who can stick you with a knife at the back like this without thinking. No, you are not going to be forcing them. You keep them in view. You'll be watching them. If Abraham did not hear the second time, he will have killed Isaac. What is the point? The point is, we should have the habit of hearing God at every phase of our lives. We don't only have to hear God. When getting married, even when raising children, we have to hear God. There are times that disciplining a child may be what God is saying in that moment. But there are times that the Holy Spirit doesn't want to discipline that child. You say, leave her alone. Leave him alone. Um, talk to him. Appeal to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must know what God is saying. And then once you get married, you must know what God is saying concerning your in-laws. You must know. You must hear. You must have a listening ears. What God told you as an employee is different from what he may be telling you now that you're a business owner. You must hear. There are people you cannot afford to hire to your business. When you bring them into your business, they are operating, they are laboring under a course. And that cause will limit you. That cause will inhibit. There are people that should not be in your sphere, around your sphere of influence. It's called the law of association. Because what is working effectively, negatively against their life. Okay, listen. This is how it works. This is how it works. Okay, you ready? Now, when God wants to promote you, when God wants to bless you, when God wants to increase you, he brings somebody into your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It may be a pastor, it may be a mentor, it may be a teacher. When God wants to increase you, when God wants to give you a new season, he brings somebody into your life. Similarly, when Satan <laughs> wants to walk against you, he brings somebody into your life. And then you begin to hear all kinds of wrong counsel. You begin to hear counsel from the streets. You begin to hear dangerous counsel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why you must be careful what enters your ears. Because your ears are the spiritual organs of your life. They are the reproductive organs of your life. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. What you hear, you may think you are not responding to it. Keep hearing it. Keep hearing it. Keep hearing it. You will begin to believe it. And before you know what is happening, you will begin to act. This is why... Can two work together except they agree? Evil communication corrupts good manners. You must carefully select your friends. Those, your friends, they have an agenda. They have an agenda. They will use you at the drop of a hat and drop you when you least expect. You must hear. I've made that mistake many, many times, even as a pastor. Many times. Learn from my mistakes. So now I don't open up anyhow. You will, prove, you will prove your sin. I will test your heart. I will test your heart. You may be given the biggest offering in the church. Praise God for your life. I will test your heart. I don't know if the Sunday school man used the example of a woman and a man who divorced. Out of 10 years that they were married, the man bought the woman gifts only twice. Even while they were in courtship, He said the man never gave her any gift. So the question, why did you marry that man? You know what she said? She said she thought she could change him. If you are in love, you will give. Lovers are always looking for ways to give to one another. You see, just like, don't say, oh. I know you are saying, oh, you are looking at your husband. Listen, (laughs) that's my sister-in-law. Now listen to me. Even with God, you know, you are are God's lover. You know that, right? So God is looking for ways to give to you. You You should be looking for ways to give to God. Lovers, they are trying to outdo one another. So if you have somebody who says he loves you, he doesn't give you. Don't forget that scripture. God so loved the world that he gave. You cannot have love without giving. Giving time, giving appreciation, giving encouragement, giving financially. Give him material things. You cannot say you love me. I don't care if I've been married to you for 50 years. Demonstrate it to me. You must hear. Look, as much as I will want all of you to be members of the church, and this is a little bit uh, controversial. Listen, I'm not the pastor of everybody. Hello. Hello. As a young pastor, everybody that walks through that door will be happy celebrating, celebrating, but I had to learn the hard way that it is not everybody who walks through those doors that are necessarily my member. In fact, there are people who have been here for years. I am not their pastor, but they are here. You have to grow to that understanding. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So therefore, the attention, the time I'll give to a member, I cannot give it to that non-member. Because I know that the words of pastors in Africa count more to him or her than my word here. Why should I be killing myself over him? So you must hear. You should not just be in the church because you were born in that. You must hear. God will tell you that you belong here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And once your time is up, there's no fighting it. Just come graciously. If you don't belong here and the Lord says, move on to another church. That's fine. Come. Receive the blessings and go with the blessings. But you must hear what God is saying. When you get to your place of worship, you will know. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. Today I want to proceed with this third way of hearing from God. And that is the voice of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit or the voice of God. Look at number one, Acts chapter 10 and verse 19. Acts 10 verse 19. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, the Spirit said to him, So that means the spirit speaks. If he speaks, that means you can hear. If the spirit can speak, that means you can hear. Behold, three men are seeking you. The spirit spoke and Peter heard. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. In other words, there are many kinds of voices. We talked about that at the beginning, at the onset of the series, the voice of the flesh, the voice of the environment, the voice of feelings, you know, the voice of feelings, the voice of your spouse, the voice of your pastor, the voice of the prophet, the voice of your spirit, the voice of Green Card. Green Card has a voice. And when you hear the voice of Green Card, you can do very terrible things. Before you know what is happening, your life is jacked up. That will not be your testimony in Jesus' name. So there are many voices, and all these voices they have serious implications. First Samuel chapter 3 and verse number 10. And the Lord came. And this is Samuel as a young boy in the house of the Lord. Remember, the, the mom pledged him, you know, to the ministry. Um, at, at about when he was four, she, he was four, the mother took him and handed him over to the high priest Eli, and he began to raise him and mentor him. And then here was his first encounter with God. He didn't know the voice of God yet. So he heard the first time he thought his master was calling him. So he goes to the master. And Eli said, no, 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 no. I didn't call you. Then he hears his name again and he goes to Eli. And Eli said, no, 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 I did not call you. And he hears the voice again the third time. And he goes to Eli. And Eli said, okay, when, now that you have heard this now, talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. Samuel. Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant hear it. So God has a voice. God has a voice. And his voice is majestic. Can somebody say a big amen? Amen. The voice of the Spirit is majestic. Look at Psalm 29 from verse 3 to verse number 4. The voice of the Lord, the voice of the Holy Spirit is majestic. When you hear the voice of the Lord, you can never mistake it for any other thing. You will know. Look at it. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The the God of glory, thundereth. the Lord is upon many waters. Verse 4. He said the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. There's something that happens to you when you hear the voice of the Lord. He, He comes with a certain kind of assurance. He comes with peace. And remember I talked to you that peace ultimately is the umpire. When you have conflicting voices, and you have conflicting options, how do you know which decision to take? Or even after you have taken a decision, how will you know that the decision that you have taken is of God or is not of God? And I've told you that the presence or the absence of peace, every time you take an action, every time you take a step, and you are peace on the inside, listen, Colossians chapter 3, Every time you take an action, every time you make a decision, and you feel the peace, peace that you cannot rationally explain on your inside, you know that God is in it. Are you here now? The presence of peace on the inside does not mean that there will not be warring circumstances on the outside. There may be warring circumstances on the outside, but you just know that you know, that you know, you feel peace. You can almost touch that peace. You know that God is in this thing. And every time you want to do anything, and you are feeling restlessness, every time you think about a thing, you are restless. Every time you think about a thing, fear comes in. Every time you think about a thing, anxiety comes in. Please, my bro, please, my sister, leave that in alone for now. I'm not saying you should discard it. Take that thing on the shelf maybe the time is not right because there's a time and season for everything are you hearing what i'm saying listen to me a girl god wants every girl to grow to become women responsible women are you hearing what i'm saying and you want and we know that life happens don't get me wrong uh, and i'm a father things happen and I'm not called to judge people, but I will correct you. I will instruct you. I will teach you on the way to go. I will love on you. But one thing you can be very sure of, I will never throw you under the bus. When you want to take a decision, no matter what you're feeling for that boy or that girl, no matter how attractive that job may seem like, but you don't have peace about it, please leave it alone. Don't, if you do it, you will regret it. You will regret it. Once you have that red light, you know, that's the red light in you. Every time you see a red light, are you not supposed to stop? When you are driving and you see a red light, are you not supposed to stop? You're supposed to stop. So how come you are sleeping at night and you wake up from sleep and this boy comes into your mind and you are afraid and you are fearful and you are anxious? The Holy Ghost is telling you that it's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing. You want to take a subject in school. Okay, not everybody is called to be a lawyer. Now you want to go and become a lawyer because all your friends are lawyers. Not everybody can be a pharmacist. Like me, even if you pay me $2 million a year, I can't do doctor. (laughs) I don't like to see blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But I can teach even for free. You will know when you're about to take that decision. You will know in your heart. This is not your thinking. The presence or the absence of peace. Let it be the umpire the presence or the absence of peace. Let it be the guide. The presence or the absence of peace. Let it be the referee. Let it be the referee among these competing voices you may be having. Now listen, listen to me. I'm going to bring this home a little bit. Who told you you have to be in America? Not everybody is supposed to be here. So why are you making all these crazy decisions because you just have to be in America? America! Our friends who are coming from Africa, they come here, they come here to spend money and they go back. Who told you that you have to be in America at all costs and then you are doing all kinds of crazy things? My God, it's so quiet this morning. Listen, every time there is stagnation in life, something has happened, and th- this is what has happened. You have disregarded the voice of God any time there is dryness, every time there is stagnation in any area of your life, you can trace it to disobedience of the voice of God. And I'll give you a scripture for it. Look at Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23 to 24. I painfully sat down and researched into this. Jeremiah 7, verse 23 to verse 24. Look at it. But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice and I will be your God. And ye shall be my people and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well unto you. Verse 24. But the hacking not, the Lord spoke to them. The Lord instructed them. I don't know Through what means? It may be through the inner witness. It may be through the voice of your spirit. It may be through the voice of the Holy Spirit. It may be through the voice of the prophet, through the voice of your pastor. I don't know. But they heard that this is what God was telling them. But they did not hearken. They did not listen. They did not implement. They did not act on what God was telling. You see, hearing is just one part of it. What is the use of hearing when you are not going to act on what you are hearing? Does it even make sense? Right. But they hacked not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the councils, in the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward, and not forward. And went backward. Because they were following their own heart desire, their own evil counsel, evil imagination, because they were embarking on that journey based on the advice they got from the streets, based on the advice they got from their dads and their moms, based on the advice they got from one uncle, those advice which run contrary to what the Bible is saying, you know what happened? They didn't go forward. The Bible says they were going backward. Every stagnation you see or you can trace to your life, you can always trace it. You can always trace it to disobedience of divine guidance. Once again, Jeremiah chapter 7, from verse 23 to verse 24. Hallelujah. The word is enough for the wise. Let's talk quickly about the benefits of divine direction. The benefits. And I encourage you to take notes. Because, you see, this life, these things we are talking about here, you are going to need it. And we all need it. You are going to need it at every level. You will need it. So take note. Just one sentence from here can save you from a life of wreck in the name of jesus what are the benefits of divine direction i quickly i'm going to talk about it very quickly number one you will enjoy divine backing in other words you enjoy divine support when god tells you to do something and then you take action to do that thing god backs you up he backs you up. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 24. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 24. What does scripture say? Say, faithful is he that called thee, who also will do it. Faithful is he that called thee. Who also will do what? Do it. So number one, you enjoy divine backing. Number two, God sets you up on high. That means he places you above competition. He places you above the adversary. He places you above your generation. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. Deuteronomy 28 and verse number 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth above all nations of the earth above all nations of the earth so number two god set you on high number three you will experience ease every time you are in a perfect will of god you feel that ease you produce with ease you know you have proofs with ease You break through with ease. You make steady progress with ease. It's as if you are not even putting any effort. The ease of God comes in and you see results. You see uncommon results. Psalm 25 and verse 13. Psalm 25 and verse number 13. His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. When you are in the will of God, when God speaks, and you act upon what the Lord has spoken to you, you make record progress with ease. Number four, I get this from Psalm 23 and verse 1, or specifically verse 5, you will render the devil helpless. Once you are where God wants you to be, the devil cannot take you down. Because provision, protection, assurance is available. Where God told you to be. If God wants you to be in A and you find yourself in a place called B, then suffering starts. When you are where God wants you to be, He spoke to you and you are there, you render the devil helpless. Listen, this is what I believe in my heart. And I believe this for years. I've flown, I've encountered all kinds of drama in the air, lost engine. In the air and you, you perceive the smell of engine, engine smell burning and everything they have to turn back, fly 50, 20 minutes back to my, uh, back to Atlanta I've seen it all but this is what I believe you can't kill a man who is in the center of God's will except he's in disobedience except God tells him not to go to that journey but he went on that journey. But if a man is in the center of God's will, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing as part-time. You cannot kill him. You cannot subdue him. You cannot conquer him. The storms may rise, but he will put it under. He will ride on the wings of those storms and come out on top. When others say there's a casting down, he says there's a lifting. Somebody shout "Hallelujah." hallelujah. You can't. You can't. God put it in your heart to start that business. It's not possible. It doesn't matter the competition. Ah, The favor of God will locate the business. You diligently sought the face of God before you got into that marriage and he spoke and you heard. It doesn't matter what comes. It does not matter what comes. God will uphold you to the very end. Can you say a big amen? So number four, you render the devil helpless. Number five, when you're acting to the voice of God, you will enjoy protection. Exodus 23, as from verse number 20 to 23. And this is talking about the Israelites. He said, behold, I sent an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. You see, there's a place that God has prepared. There's a place that God has prepared for you. As a human being, as a man, as a woman, there's a place that God, not every, look, that is why you have to know where you are going to. Listen, a man or a woman who doesn't know where she's going to or where he's going to, everywhere will look like it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everywhere we look like it. Ah, I, I, I think it's this place. So Ah, no, 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 it's this place. Ah, no, no, it's this place. I'm hearing music here. Ah, it's this place. Have you not seen people? It's only in this country you see. Let me hit the men a little bit, just a little bit. We'll make it up next Sunday. <laughs> this is the only place you see somebody will start nothing man. He will leave the nursing. He will say, nursing is not my team. Then he will enter engineering. He will say, engineering is not my team. Then he will enter a... He will say, he want to do military. He will go into the military. He will say, the military, because number one, in the military, the best you do what they tell you to do. If you don't do it, then you're done. There's a place called there. And the point I'm trying to make from there is that there is something for you. There's something that is for you. Now, can I bring it home? Ladies, not every Christian brother is your husband. He may be a Christian brother. He may be born again. He may be tongue-talking. He may be filled with the Holy Ghost. He may be some, he's a good guy. He's going to even be a pastor. But it doesn't mean he's your husband. Your husband may just be a regular Christian who is a businessman or a regular Christian who is just working. People think that once I'm a Christian girl, any Christian boy is my husband. No. Your temperament are not the same. Like we're talking this morning now, there's some who, let me not go there. There's a place called there. Beware of him. He said, I sent an angel before you. Say, beware of him and obey his word. His voice. That means the angel, right? He said, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions for my name is in him. Verse 22, but if thou shall indeed obey his voice and do all that I talk to me now, all that I then I will be an enemy unto thy enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries verse 23 for my angel shall go before thee hey, my angel shall go before thee ladies and gentlemen, did you know that many of you before you came to Oklahoma, your angel has come before you you know your angel came before you and prepared the way for you. So now you are just coming, walking into breakthrough, walking to victory. You think you know how to do it. No, there was an angel that was dispatched to go before you. And bring thee into the Amorite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Canaanite, the Hivite and the Jebusites, And I, I will cut them off. No matter the adversity. No matter the adversaries. No matter the competition. Because the Lord has spoken. And it is the word of the Lord that activates angels. Because he has spoken. And because you have taken steps to obey his word. What happens? The angel, they swing to action. And they take care of the competition. And they take care of the enemies. Can somebody say a big yes? yes. So you enjoy protection. That's another benefit of Okay, I think I just thought that for sake of time so that I run through the rest. Now, listen to me. How do I identify this next segment? I want to talk about how to identify the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit. How can I know that this is the Holy Spirit that is talking Now, But the first question is, when? Why is it necessary? Now, the Holy Spirit will not talk to you audibly uh, concerning irrelevant things like um, should I buy this suit or should I buy these shoes or that shoe or should I park here or park there or should I, should I cook fried rice today or jollof rice tomorrow. The Holy Spirit he doesn't talk about those small, insignificant, inconsequential things. The Holy Spirit only speaks, you hear him speak to you when there is a major decision, especially a decision that will affect many, many people. If you are in ministry, the Holy Ghost will talk to you When that decision or that action will change the tides of your ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory be to God. He will speak to you when there's a life and death situation. Acts chapter 13. Acts 13, 1 to 3. Let me just throw that in very quickly. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon. That was called Niger <laughs> and Lucius or Siren and da-da-da-da, which had been brought up with error the and Saul. as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said, Separate Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Okay? Next verse. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. They sent them away. They sent them. So now, when the voice of the Holy Spirit comes, it's always more authoritative. It comes cold, but it's assertive. It is authoritative. You cannot miss, you know, this is God speaking to me. His voice is tender, but it carries great authority. And listen to me. At times, it sounds like someone is talking to you in a strong, audible voice. And now you don't go about hearing this voice every day. Don't seek for voices. Do not seek for voices. Many old pastors will tell you that in 50 years of ministry, or in 60 years of ministry, maybe they've only had this audible voice maybe three times or four times. So, you don't just go about hearing that voice. So, stop seeking for voices because there are many voices according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 14. A lot of people who are seeking voices, they hear familiar voices. Trust me, familiar spirits will accommodate you. The principal way by which God communicates to you is through your inner man, inner witness, as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You just have a knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. Stop looking for audible voices. People hear voices. When people tell you they hear voices, Oh, I heard a voice. A voice made me do it. They heard voices. But it was not the voice of God. So stop seeking for voices. The Bible says, and Jesus fasted for 40 days without food. He lived only on water. At the end of the 40th day of fast, what happened to Jesus? Satan came and spoke to him don't think that because you fasted those or 3 days small fast that satan cannot talk to you satan was bold enough arrogant enough to go and speak to jesus after he had fasted for 40 days talk less of you stop seeking for voice i, w- I just want to hear voice just, you hear voice familiar voice be careful the principal way is through your inner witness you will know that you know that on the inside on the inside on the inside, someone say, Pastor, I hear you. But one thing you can never deny is this. The voice of God always brings peace to your hearts. Peace. You, see, you can't get away from that peace. When God speaks, it brings peace. It brings peace to your heart. So let very quickly, in the next four or five minutes, let's talk about the difference between the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the enemy. The difference between the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the enemy. These are the things. When you see, you know that this is the voice of Satan, the voice of the voice of the devil. Number one, the voice of the devil causes fear. It causes anxiety and worry. It causes fear. The voice of Satan, the voice of the enemy, causes fear and anxiety and worry. Number two, the voice of the enemy always contradicts God's word. God's word. The voice of the enemy will always tell you to do something that the word of God has not told you to do. The voice of the enemy will always contradict God's word. Number three, the voice of Satan always condemns. It will condemn you. Condemn you. Look at your life. You are not good enough. See what you have done. God can never forgive you. (laughs) Look at it. People trusted you. How can you do that? How can you do this? How can you do that? I can't believe. You know what? Just kill yourself and end this mystery. Have you, have you not heard that before? Just kid yourself and end this mystery. Is the voice con- con- you are not good enough? You are not good enough. You don't know that some pastors are depressed. Hello. Many big pastors, you don't know they're depressed. They are depressed. But you know that one pastor can never be depressed in this Oklahoma city. So the voice of the enemy brings condemnation, the voice of the enemy causes guilt. Guilt. Have you not seen? Them? They did something and they asked God for forgiveness and God forgave them. One year, two years, three years, four years, they cannot forgive themselves. They are still carrying guilt of what they did when they were teenagers. They say, oh, because of this, I cannot be a pastor. Because of this, I cannot be this. Because of this, I cannot be that. Because of this, I cannot be this. Who told you that? Condemnation. It's gone. It's gone. Let's even assume you did it while you were not a Christian. Fine. You are a Christian a new creature. All things have passed away. Even if it happened when you were a Christian and you have genuinely repented and you have taken refuge under the blood, the blood is strong enough to... Oh my God. But you see people, they are under condemnation. They are under condemnation. Everybody forgives them, but they don't forgive themselves. The hardest part is for people to forgive themselves. Put one hand on you and say, I forgive myself. myself. Say, as from today, I forgive myself. The voice of the enemy comes from the outside, the person. That means it's an outside invasion. It's not something that comes from your own spirit. It comes from the outside. Amen. Now, the voice of God or the voice of the Holy Spirit. How do you identify it? Number one, the voice of God causes peace and quietness. And tranquility. I mean, (laughs) Peter, Acts chapter 12. They were going to behead this dude the next morning. They were going to kill him, cut off his head, chop off his head. And this night, Peter was sleeping in between two soldiers. What kind of peace is that? What kind of assurance is that? They want to kill you tomorrow. And don't forget, he was married and he had children. He was married. His mother-in-law had a fever. And Jesus had to rebuke the fever. So, Peter was married. And he was to be killed the next day. And he was sleeping peacefully on the night before he he was to be beheaded. What kind of peace is that? Will Will you sleep if it's you? All the prayer, you have forgotten to pray the past 13 years. You start praying then. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. You won't let anybody sleep that night. Even some people that they dream and they see small cockroach in the dream. They will pray for the next five hours. I used to have a member like that. He has a book of dreams. A member! He will just dream and say, the next five hours is prayer. I say, I say, bro, can you sit down and take that five hours, take three hours since I studied the Bible, then take two hours of prayer and help yourself. It's lack of faith. Hey, they have come. Hey, they have come. They have, okay, every time they are pursuing you, when will you start pursuing them? So the day the enemy says you will not sleep, they will show you one cockroach or you see one snake. The voice of God brings peace. It brings quietness. And it brings tranquility. Number two, the voice of God gives joy. You have this joy in you that you cannot rationally explain. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You just have this inner joy. Inner joy. Even in the face of all the turmoil. You just have this inner joy. When God speaks, it comes nerves. It comes situations. You just know it's peaceful, it's beautiful. Hey, The voice of God is always in agreement with the word of God. Every time God speaks, it's always, it will always confirm the word. For example, if you are a man and the voice is telling you to go and get a second wife, that is not the voice of God. Did you hear what I just said? That is not the word of God. Or, you heard a voice and you are an African and the voice is telling you to do something to get extra money that you are getting, you are getting back from this system, what the system took from your forefathers. Technically, it's called stealing. That's not the voice of God. Listen. Listen. If the voice of God is telling you to disobey your pastor, or disobey your mother or your father, except when they are telling you to do something uh, uh, of uh, something against scriptures, anybody who is canvassing directly or indirectly, moving you against your pastor, that's the voice of Satan speaking through. Is manifesting the voice of Satan. You go away from such person. Now listen. For example. You are serving in the house of God. You are a worker. The pastor is not pleased with your service. What are the chances that God will be pleased with your service? The pastor with all his inadequacies. He's not pleased with your service. Either because you are tardy or you come late or you come this. He's, he, the pastor is put in your life to be a guide unto you. Are you hear what I'm saying? The voice of God will always confirm. The voice of God will always confirm. When God spoke, he told that king, he said, go and meet Abraham to pray for you. Glory be to God. Jesus spoke to those lepers. He said, go and meet the high priest to pray for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The voice of God will always confirm the word of God. The voice of God causes conviction. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Okay, and I said this some two weeks ago. Somebody is in America. She's Caucasian, or he's a Caucasian, or he's African-American, and he's a medical doctor, or he's a lawyer, and he sells all his earthly properties. He sells his goods and everything. Takes the money, takes his children, and takes his wife or husband, and then they go to the jungles of Africa for mission work. My brother, that is a strong conviction. You have to know that you know. Nobody can convince you to do that. It will take God to be able to convince you to do that. When God speaks to you, He gives you conviction in your spirit. And when God speaks, in most cases, it doesn't make sense. When God tells you to do things, it does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's always outside the realm of sense. And that is where we miss it, because we want everything that God tells us to make sense. We want to be able to explain everything away. No, ah, how can you tell a woman, a widow woman, with only one last meal to eat, with her son, just eat that meal and they die, and then the voice comes through the prophet. He said, "Make that food and give me to eat." Does that make sense? it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense (coughs) doesn't make sense that Moses, that was a murderer he murdered somebody, ran away from Egypt and now God comes, anoints him appoints him and tells him to go and show himself to Pharaoh, do you know who Pharaoh is? Pharaoh is not Obama Obama is a nice guy okay, let's all get along, God bless I love him, do you know Pharaoh So, uh, the voice of God causes um, conviction, not condemnation. The voice of God edifies. It comforts you and encourages you. Okay? He appeals to you and tells you, listen, rise up from these baby things. This is the man you can become. This is the woman you can become. Okay? So, the voice of God edifies, it comforts, and encourages you. Okay? The voice of God encourages unity between God and the individual. So when the voice speaks, it's not that voice will not put you away. The voice will keep calling you into a place of intimacy, calling you into a place of new communion, into greater depths of relationship. The voice of the Holy Spirit comes from within. It comes from within. You just the thing will erupt from your inside. You will hear it. Unfortunately, the people around you cannot hear it. Amen. Don't forget this, always judge whatever voice that you hear, judge it by the word.
0: Yes and amen. Indeed, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. I believe that you have been truly blessed. To receive more copies of this message and other messages by Pastor Josh, please call 405-405. 418-6222 or visit us online at www.okcmc.tv If you are within the area, come worship with us at the Miracle Center, 6051 North Brookline Avenue, Suite 133, Oklahoma City. Stay blessed and stay connected.